0: With every day, seemingly comes more conference realignment news. Now all of a sudden I'm hearing the ACC has reached out to Stanford and Cal? For what? You are Locked On Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Wolfpack Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack, free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockedoncollege terms and conditions apply. As always, I'm Grayson Boone. Joining me is Kenton Gibbs, and Kenton, we talked just yesterday about how annoying the the topic of conference uh, realignment has been getting. You know, Absolutely. I feel like I feel like August should be the month to just get everyone excited and up to speed for college football to begin, and I think conference realignment is something that should be discussed Earlier in this offseason, this is not something I want to be talking about right now, but it's getting repeatedly thrown into our faces in a manner of we can't really ignore it. And so I was brought, uh, let's see, Pete Thamel brought this tweet to my attention uh, on Tuesday. He says in the next 20 or today's Monday. Sorry about that. Today's Monday. Uh, He says in the next 24 hours, there's two calls for the ACC to vet and have early exploratory discussions on the potential addition of Cal and Stanford. One is for the ACC athletic directors, and the other is for the league's presidents and chancellors. To which my question is, to do what? To do what, exactly? What, what, what do they think is the, is the benefit here to being exploratory with both Cal and Stanford and the ACC?
1: Grayson Fontleroy, boom. Stop playing. Stop playing. <laughs> Let's let's start there. Also, Grace's middle name isn't Father Roy. Right? I do a thing often where I just- Kind of wish TV it was.
0: In. That's a sick name.
1: It's an awesome name. But um, we know what they're doing. I mean, let, as much as I say this, and as many times as fan tell me, fans tell me it doesn't matter, I point to some very simple things, okay? Everybody says the ACC had a terrible TV deal, so the these metrics don't count. But guess what? That TV deal, that grant of rights, it runs- for over the next decade yes the ballet sports aspect of it is gone hallelujah thank the lord we are all grateful and happy you know if you didn't believe in any deities that shows you that there may be a god or gods out there Mm -hmm. listening to our prayers but with that being said Cal beat out the following teams in terms of viewership last year unc syracuse georgia tech pitt Miami, Wake Forest, Louisville, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Virginia and Duke. Stanford, which is the lesser of those two schools, beat out all of those schools in terms of um, in terms of viewership, except UNC. And they're directly the spot below UNC. I kid you not. You can go look up the Medium article of college uh, football viewership. And I believe it's 45 through 47. Let me make sure that I have the accurate numbers for you all here. Um, The numbers are, yep, 45 through 47. 45 is Cal with 857,000 per game. Uh, 46 is North Carolina with 849,000 per game. And then 47 is Stanford with 846,000 per game. So the reality is, you know, I understand that if we're looking at any logical sense outside of the dollar, this doesn't work. This does not work. Yes, I will give you that. But this is – to say that the dollar doesn't matter here is to say that sunshine doesn't matter to a (laughs) plant. It just doesn't make sense. It's how they eat. It
0: leads me into this this next tweet from Stuart Mandel of The Athletic. Kind of summarizes my take on this. He says, why Stanford and Cal to the ACC would make sense. The ACC can get them pro rata and academic fits. And then he says – why Stanford Why Stanford and Cal to the ACC would not make sense. Everything else, legitimately everything else. I just, I don't feel like that there's really any value whatsoever to bringing Stanford and Cal to the ACC. Because yes, a lot of this is money driven, mostly from football. And, you know... You know, we talked a little bit about, like, the logistics of everything, these these conferences being split up across the coastlines here. That is enough in itself. What does What is Cal football bringing to the table for ACC? What is Stanford football? Maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago. But what are they bringing to the table now in 2023 and projectable in the future? I, it, I just, I, similar, I don't see it.
1: It's a similar question of what you would ask about Florida State. What are they bringing? What are they bringing that demands that they leave and all that good stuff? It's eyeballs to the games. That's it. That's the reality. It doesn't matter. These teams have not been good for quite some time. You're absolutely right. I don't think that anybody's seat in the country is as hot as uh, the head coach of Stanford. I forget his name. It eludes me at the moment. I believe it's Shaw. I believe it's Shaw still. Yeah. Nobody's seat is hotter than Shaw's. Nobody. Cal is running the biggest deficit of all of, let me say this very clearly. They're running the biggest deficit, biggest budget shortfall of any team, not Power Five, not of all universes. Their athletic department's running the biggest uh, deficit, but they bring eyes. They bring eyes. Yeah. If you've ever seen this, the movie Moneyball, right, with uh, Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill, okay? You remember that moment where they're going over all these players that they need to pick up, and they're like, why would we get this guy? He's hurt. He's got this. He's got that. He He gets on base. (laughs) Why would we pick up this guy? He gets on base. It's the exact same thing right now with conference realignment. All we're asking is, do they bring viewers?
0: To me personally, it just – this next kind of meme I made here, it feels like the ACC is going to lodge themselves between a rock and a hard place. I just. I don't think it's beneficial because yeah, Ken, like you mentioned, I looked this up before we jumped on here. Cal has the most public school debt of any other school in the country at nearly 440 million with a giant M million dollars of debt. Mm -hmm. So to me, sure. They have different circumstances going on out there with the, the reconstruction of their stadium and, and whatnot, but that kind of says to me that, like, not even Cal values their own athletic program. So why should the ACC kind of accept this potential burden as well? I just, I, I see it as a net negative in the long run. It feels like a gigantic risk uh, for the ACC to kind of toy with um, with the potential addition of both Cal and Stanford.
1: They oftentimes go from the batter's box to first base. That is why. They get on base. They they have people who want to see them. I agree. None of this makes sense. I yeah. agree. Everything else, the the geog- the geographical implications, insane. In, 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 fundamentally insane. Like, at least with the Big Ten, the Big Ten's furthest West team uh outside of the two LA schools was like what I Nebraska? It's either Nebraska
0: or Minnesota, the way the uh, yeah, one of
1: those those two, right? One of those two is in the central time zone, if not further. But I'm pretty sure they're both in the central time zone. The ACC has nobody, I don't believe Louisville is in the central time zone. I believe Louisville is still eastern. Mm, uh,
0: Uh, no, I think they are, they are central.
1: Oh, okay. Well, even still, they're further east than both of those schools, right? Like, there's at least a bridge between the two, per se. Nothing, nothing of the sort for NC State. Nothing, I mean, nothing of the sort for the ACC. You're hopping from a bunch of teams who, the, the conference is named properly because it quite literally is the Atlantic Coast, literally from up in Syracuse, New York, all the way down through South Florida. You're looking at the Atlantic Coast in its entirety, all the way through, and then we just jump on over to the Pacific to make it a, a bi-coastal,
0: yeah, you'd have uh, to rebrand. I, I've seen a couple people toss some names around, like the All Coastal League. Hate that. Just ugh. sounds wrong. So I don't know. Just
1: I'd I'd rather see it just be the Coastal Conference than than either. I don't somebody, even like
0: that to be honest with you.
1: Well, here's the thing, Grayson. You're having to choose between a stale egg sandwich and a crap sandwich. You got to pick something here.
0: I think you I'm gonna go be- hungry that day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's very fair. But
0: I don't know. It just, to me, it, it doesn't make sense. It, it feels like a move of desperation. Like the ACC starting to sweat a little bit, watching all these other conferences move around the way that they are. To a certain degree, I understand that. Because, yeah, you, do, you did just watch the Pac-12 fold into a four-pack, like you mentioned yesterday, Kenton. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, if you're the ACC and you have teams that are being very vocal about trying to leave, Sure. Maybe, uh, maybe you do sit up a little straighter and uh, maybe you start to weigh your options, maybe quicker than you should. But I just think this would be a move that would be making a move to make a move. All right. And I think that's hustling backwards.
1: If I'm the ACC, I would say, let the team go again. I just named to you all the teams that both Cal and Stanford are beating. So even if we say well UNC's basketball brand is big enough to where it makes sense for them to leave. Okay, great. Syracuse, Georgia Tech, Pitt, Miami, Wake Forest, Louisville, Boston College, Virginia Tech, UVA and Duke. All of those teams, all of them are going to find magically 300 million to to get out of it? Sure. If you believe that because mind you, they said that it had to be a minimum of 8 teams to dissolve this thing. There are 14 uh member teams in the the ACC because I don't think that Notre Dame has a full uh deal there so i just named one two three four five six seven eight nine ten ten of fourteen so even if we get and by the way that's not counting unc so even if we give duke the same benefit of the doubt that we gave unc you're looking at nine teams that are getting out viewed by these two why would the big ten let you in on their cut why would the sec let you in on their cut let's do the math quickly work this out for me like let them leave hey you want to go Go, by all means. Pay pay your way out. Pay us our 300Ms. Let us invest that.
0: Oh, no. Did we lose you, Kenton? He froze. All right, well, I, I got a couple more thoughts. We're going to see if Kenton will rejoin here. Uh, But we're going to kick it to our sponsors for today. That's LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. I'm still laughing at Kenton's face here. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. They use simple tools like screening questions to make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So what you need to do is go over to LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. All right, so we're still going to work on getting Kenton back in the chat here. Uh, He says his power cut off to a, let's see, backup generator. We're experiencing some thunderstorms in Raleigh, but I'll carry us from here. But just a couple more thoughts I had uh, involving the Cal and Stanford discussion here before we move on. I do believe in, I'm nowhere near being anywhere involved with law. I'm not a lawyer. I didn't study law. I don't know how 99.9% of this thing works. However, I saw a couple opinions on Twitter on Monday that basically alluded to if we were to be bringing Cal and Stanford into the ACC, would that not slide a little bit of leverage to teams perhaps like a Florida State and a Clemson to then challenge this grant of rights, this ironclad document that's holding all the ACC teams in place? Couldn't they say like, hey, this document, this agreement that we have all signed off on, this was an agreement for 14 schools, 15 schools. You now bring in two other schools that were not a part of this original agreement. That gives us grounds. That gives us leverage to start to wiggle out of this thing. Again, I saw this on Twitter. It makes sense to me. Logically, if I'm way off base, then feel free to let me know in these comments. But to me, that feels like, yeah, you are allowing schools to use this wiggle room and get out. And, and, especially now with the way that Florida state is walking down the street and flapping their gums, they would take quick advantage of something like this. So I just, the ACC is some sort of move going to have to be made moves, maybe probably plural going to have to be made. Yes, probably. But at this point in time, I do not think that Cal and Stanford is the remedy to feeling any pressure. They just, I'm not seeing the value. Sure, you get more eyeballs probably on the West Coast, maybe on the East Coast when your team has traveled to the West Coast to play. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think that moves the needle enough to make such a massive decision uh, like this one. So that's my uh, concluding thoughts on the matter. But now I'm going to kind of shift gears partially. Um, I mentioned yesterday toward the end of the episode If you have not heard the comments from both Coach Prime, Deion Sanders, or Eli Drinkwitz, who was the former offensive coordinator here at NC State, he's now currently the head coach at Missouri, they had a lot of good thoughts on, I guess, the other side of this conference realignment, the the mental battles that a lot of these athletes may be placed into with the severe lack of rest that they might run into. I want to kick it to Coach Drinkwitz here. Um, still have a lot of respect for him as he did coach here in Raleigh. Some people have some differing opinions. I'll leave that where that is, but I thought he hit this nail on the head here in talking about the potential issues with this, uh, realignment. Let
2: me get this pulled up for y'all. Here we go. All right. I'm going to say it. I thought the transfer window, I thought the portal was closed. Uh, Oh, that's just for the student athletes. The adults in the room get to do whatever they want. Apparently, and it's, um, you know, it's just sad that there's, um, look, I, I, my question is, did we count the cost? I'm not talking about a financial cost. I'm talking about, did we count the cost for the student athletes involved in this decision? What cost is it to those student athletes? We're talking about a football decision. They based off football, but what about softball and baseball who have to travel cross country? Do we ask about the cost of them? Do we know what the number one indicator of of symptom or cause of mental health is? It's lack of rest and sleep. Traveling in those baseball, softball games, you know, those those people, they travel commercial. They get done playing at four. They got to go to the airport. They come back. It's three or four in the morning. They got to go to class. I mean, did we ask any of them? Are we going to look back? I, I don't worry at all about the game. The game is going to be strong. Football is going to be fine. We'll all figure it out. But did we consider the people that we are entrusted with? Did we consider the student-athlete? Because then we're asking them to go out on their own to get NIL. We didn't say we're going to revenue share. We're not saying they're getting a piece of it. So that, that's the thing that's bothering me right now And this whole situation is we keep trying to limit what the student-athlete can do, but then we act – on our own. And, uh, everybody's got their own reasons. Um, uh, and, and I'm not questioning any of those. I'm saying as a collective group, have we asked ourselves what's it going to cost the student athletes? I saw, um, on Twitter, several student athletes talking about one of the reasons they chose their school was so that their parents didn't have to travel. They chose a local school so that they could be regionally associated. So their parents could watch them play and not have to travel. Did we asked them if they wanted to travel from the east coast to the west coast man you know I love the game but every game that I coach I look up in the stands and find my family I make sure they can play I make sure they can be there because that's what I'm doing this for and, and you're talking about volleyball baseball softball track I mean all all those other sports man they don't get they're not fortunate in to travel like the way we do, football be fine. Football be fine. Still, we count the cost of the collateral damage of everybody else. I don't know. Only time will tell, but that is my biggest, like, looking at it going 24 hours after, say, did we really think about that? I don't think we did. Um, I don't think we did.
0: I think Coach Drinkwitz absolutely crushed it here because, hey, welcome
1: back, Kenton. Can you hear me? Sorry, the Raleigh Storms took me out, y'all, but I'm back.
0: No, actually, you, you jumped back in at the perfect time. Uh, I had just finished showing the clip of Coach Drinkwitz uh, at Missouri, basically right. discussing, have we accounted for these athletes that are going to be put in this situation, especially these non-revenue athletes? He makes a point to harp on both softball and baseball. These these kids, that are going to have to travel cross-country, sometimes in the middle of the week. Yeah. And you also factor in the the, the players that'll commit to a school because of the regional association and say, let's, let's link this back to yesterday. Let's say Jonathan Paler. he -hmm. commits to NC state in large part because maybe it's close to home for him. His family can come see his home games. And if he were a part of the 2023 NC state team, most of the games are right here in North Carolina. They wouldn't even have to leave the state to be able to see him play multiple times in the season you get this conference realignment just thrown in here without accounting for any of this. And suddenly that might not be a factor for someone anymore. Maybe their, their school decision based on a multitude of factors, you wipe out half of them and they're going to be sitting there wondering why they're still there at this school. And I mean,
1: if you, if you look at UCLA and USC in particular, right? Oh yeah, like I know NC state fans are not fans of, of Bruins and rightfully so after what happened during the bowl game and all that, but the reality is, if you said, well, I'm going to stay home in California because I want mom, grandma, dad, granddad, uncle, auntie, nephew, cousin, everybody to come see me play. Then what you just signed up for versus what you actually got was a situation to where uh, a majority of your games are not like logistically, just purely logistically. A majority of USC's games will not be um, or not a majority, but a a good chunk of all of their conference games. Will not be anywhere near the state of California. The closest that you're looking at, which we alluded to earlier, Minnesota or Wisconsin, Nebraska or, or so. That's the closest. And by and by close, we mean not close at
0: all. That's no, a No, Not thing. close
1: at all. You're not traveling
0: thousands all. of miles to the closest yeah. school to potentially watch your kid play a conference game. And it's yeah. just like you, you it seems and like not all to that mention you
1: got to do that at a minimum of five five or six times uh, or yeah. four, four or five times a year, at least. Yeah.
0: And it just feels like all of that's just being pushed aside for the, the commissioners and everyone else involved in these gigantic TV deals to just stick in their pockets just a little bit more than maybe they already were.
1: Yeah. Is, is that,
0: is that the kind of cost we want to run with here? Is everybody sleeping well at night knowing that that might be the, uh, the side effects of these massive deals like this for, for a lot of people. Yeah. It really doesn't matter to them. And that's sad because something I talked about yesterday, these regional rivalries and traditions, a lot of that is what make college football specifically, but college sports so great. And just wiping this out for a couple more bucks. Well, I say a couple it's, it's in the millions of course.
1: What did Gordon Gecko say in wall street? Greed is good. And we've been running with it ever since we've been running with it ever since. And these commissioners and whatnot are, are still running with that to this day. And, um, you know, I remember not too long ago, we were lauding that the grant rights was good for keeping everybody in, in place. And then all of a sudden it's terrible because your teams are getting the short end of the stick. You know, greed is good. Everybody wants more. Everybody says, I need more money. I need. And again, I, I say this because the same thing that people are saying about um, different situations of recruiting playing out right now. If a young man, woman, person needs uh, a, a gaming lounge with a new Xbox for everybody on the team, if they need five indoor facilities, guess what, baby? You can only practice at one place at a time. If they need, And I'm not talking about basic stuff that's like a pitching lab or something like that. Like, you kind of need that to work on your pitch. You can't can't develop to be better without it. At a certain point, you max out on, like, there's a certain amount of money where it's like, all right, you have everything. There's nothing else that you could desire that money will buy for you. And when you get to that point and you still find yourself chasing more, what, what are we doing?
0: I, I also I find it funny that some of the folks that are riding so hard for conference realignment is a good thing, and these conferences are be making so much more money. All these people with these opinions, you're not seeing any of this money. It, it doesn't. It's not going to affect your life. All it's going to do is affect how you are able to view the sport in which you love.
1: I, can I tell you this? Most of the people won't see that money. The players, by and large. Will not see that money. True. Even if we're talking, in, if we say indirectly because they'll get better facilities, sure, they'll see the money. Maybe, yeah. Okay. Most people, 99.999% of people around and involved in college sports, this money will not touch your pockets. It will never affect you, my brother, sister, friend. And whatever deity you believe in. You won't. That I promise you the thunder rumbling outside right now will affect that you can hear will affect you much more closely than conferences realigning in a certain way. If you're pro or uh, if you're super pro, these conferences realigning will do to your bank account. It's just the reality.
0: That's right. I had uh, I had another little portion. I want to speak on Michael Allen. I'm going to save that for tomorrow. Uh, we have some severe storms rolling through Raleigh here. So I think we're, we're on a time crunch in terms of losing power. We lost Kenton there for a couple minutes, uh, as it was. So that's going to do it for us here on this Tuesday. As always, thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, potentially through the the aftermath of these storms on stay Tuesday. Stay safe morning. in these storms. Now follow Hopefully these. Everyone follow is follow the advisories. Stay
1: safe. Exactly. Follow the advisories. If it says, you know what they say, don't drown. Turn around. If it doesn't look safe, go back. If there's a advisory to stay in the house, stay your tail in the house now. Whatever you got going on, whatever you got going to, it ain't worth it. Yes, sir, of course. But
0: if you're hearing us on Tuesday morning, thank you so much for tuning in with us. Thank you for hitting that like button, subscribe button, and jumping down in those comments. Let us know what you think and how you feel about this conference realignment mess. How you think you know NC State should or should not be more involved, like other teams, perhaps like a Florida State. Uh, I, Clemson's kind of lying in the weeds. I'm interested to hear what they think on this, but as always, thank you for tuning in.
1: Go Pack. Go Pack.